smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. As we welcome you in, how you doing? Hope you're having a good Friday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi. I say good morning, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. How are you today? How are things out there? Everything good? Things are amazing out here in Vegas. And we've got a busy show. Not only a busy show, Jeremy Plonk's going to join because, of course, we've got the Belmont coming up tomorrow. Wes Reynolds is going to join back from Indy. Helio Castroneves. Did you have him, Michael? Did you have Castroneves winning the Indy 500? Me neither. I I didn't, but I'm happy he did. You know, I, I had Rossi, and then I don't know what happened to his car. I got lost. Did he take the wrong turn or something? I don't know. <laughs> you know, anyway. Bad hay at the But uh, I have Indy a horse. I, I, no, I don't have any bad hay today. I, I've worked on the horses this morning. I, oh, I, nice. I've got a what do you got? Well, I mean, I just think known agenda. It, it, it's the, the Belmont seems like that could be the right right fit for known agenda. You know, he's bred for distance, and this is a mile-and-a-half track. You know what's amazing going through it, Patrick? What's that? You know, we don't talk enough about the greatness of Secretariat. I mean, this generation doesn't even realize how great Secretariat was, but I was researching it this morning. Secretariat still, from 1973, still holds the mile-and-a-half record at the Belmont and the mile record at the Belmont. And when you watch the clip of him running in it's that unbelievable. Belmont, it's just one of the most remarkable horse races you ever see. And he's getting stronger as he's running. 
This actually looks fake, to be honest with you, because of how dominant he is. He's the Babe Ruth of horse racing. He was just on another. There's a great book, uh, better than the movie. There's a great book about Secretary. I can get the uh, author, but yes. Oh, send me. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, I can. I can send it to you. Actually, you, you, he is. He was just on another level. Holds the record pretty much in everything. And you know the story about Secretary when they actually when he passed and they did the autopsy. He had a heart like four times right. the size. I mean, obviously this has been legend, but it's been proven where he could just, he was capable of more, capable of breathing a little bit differently. So just an absolute great horse. Now your horse, who you just mentioned, known agenda, Pletcher horse. I agree. Pletcher always has horses ready to fire in the Belmont and he's not going to break from the rail like he did in the Derby. So he'll have a better trip yep. in the Belmont stakes. And I think he can get the distance as well, which is a mile and a half. Remember they ran it shorter last year. These mile and a half, Michael, these horses will never run a mile a half mile and a half in their lives again after this one you know it's important dismiss the other races i think that's what i was trying to do dismiss the other races and go with the race that you feel most that that fits the horse the mile and a half and that's why i like known agenda because yeah. he was bred for distance and so I, I was trying to play the horse it's a little bit like running offenses in football you know not off not every offense is built for every quarterback and that's why you have to pick the right track for the right horse yeah i think you're right essential quality who was undefeated going into the kentucky derby michael is going to be your favorite here at the belmont this should be his time to shine he was the best horse going in he had a wide trip in the derby finished fourth but this is listen it's an eight horse field but it's compact it's pretty damn good hot rod charlie's back who had a nice run in the kentucky derby and a lot of these horses are going to be fresh remember essential quality hot rod charlie didn't run in the preakness and rombauer we talked about that turn of foot had plenty of juice left in the preakness when he won yeah he did and you know, I mean, and, but no one seems to think he's got enough to go the mile and a half. He's to not being this picked. Race. Yeah, no, you're 100. No, right. no one's not giving him any love at all. And I thought he got stronger in the Preakness, and you know, he proved himself out. Look, you know, I mean, that's what I think. You know, now two weeks. It's only been two weeks ago. How much has it taken out of the horse? I think that's ultimately what you have to answer. Because typically these are three weeks, right? You usually go three weeks with this. Yeah, and this one, Michael. Another one. Another way to look at Rombauer, the winning jockey on Rombauer was Flavian Pratt who has decided yep. to ride Hot Rod Charlie. So that's always right. indicative. The, the jockeys talk. They know who's loaded and who's they ready know. to go. Right. So he got off the winner of the Preakness, Flavian Pratt, and will ride Hot Rod Charlie. You see on the board there, uh, Hot Rod Charlie is 7-2, to two, your second betting favorite. Actually, your third betting favorite, Ron Bauer, uh, and Essential Quality. Essential Quality, your betting favorite at 2-1. to one. I'm looking forward to it. Our buddy Jeremy Plunk, and then tomorrow, uh, your wife's sister, Millie Ball, is going to join us on the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> Right. I'm looking Always forward to have it. a Millie on the show. Got to have a Millie on the show. Patrick. We got to have yeah, a Berman what, what a show? and we have to have a Millie. Oh, trust me. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Completely ready to go. He's got opinions <laughs> coming out everywhere. I just had Pat Leonard in the office here from the New York Daily News. And and of course, Berman's got more opinions than anybody. So we, we'll get We're it ready. Going. We're ready to go as we get it going here on a Friday again. We welcome you in. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South. Michael Lombardi, he was up. Mr. Baseball was up at 3. He got up a little earlier, started with the baseball <laughs> capping, and as you can tell, he's all over the ponies. And I must say, you and Ken did a great job because the shot looks great in the new office there. It really does. And, it, and really, it, I did nothing. I can just sadly say I just sat my fat butt in the chair. Ken has done everything. He's done it all. So he's done a remarkable job. It looks good. You know, got pictures on the wall, everything. It's, it's, it's really, 
It's a nice-looking studio. I mean, we've really upgraded tremendously, and thanks to VEASAN and, and to DraftKings for the professional look that we have. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you just had a visitor in your new office. Maybe you can invite LeBron to come visit because he's got plenty of time now as, of course, that's yeah. an awkward transition. Yeah. You know, I what heard what LeBron was... I heard what LeBron was mad about. Would you like to know? Yes, you know I'd why love he left to know. the court after five minutes? Why? Now, this has been reliably reported to me, and I think it was backed up. So yesterday after the show, <laughs> I called one of my NBA sources, and I asked him about, you know, what was Le- how could LeBron leave the, you know, how could he leave the game with five minutes to go? And the guy said he was upset because he wanted Vogel, he wanted Vogel to start Marcus All. Okay. And he didn't. So he's very upset, and he said, this will be proven true if Gasol's in the starting lineup for the next game. And he was. And what happened, Patrick? Gasol was in the starting lineup for the next game. And so, obviously, you know, I think that it proved out to be true. It proved to be, you know, this is what LeBron was upset about. Now, he's saying all the right things, but I just have a little bit of a hunch that maybe, and I know this is, look, Vogel's from right down the road here in North in Wildwood. I, I could see, I could see Vogel being under a little bit of heat. Are you reporting, Did you notice are you reporting said, something? I'm not Lombardi? saying that. No, I am not reporting that. I'm not, re, I'm not an NBA reporter. I'm an NBA, I'm nosy body. I'm like the women who drink coffee. I'm a, like a, you know, the coffee talk. That's what I am <laughs> when it comes talk. to the NBA. It's coffee talk, right? But I think, I do know he was upset about, about not starting Gasol. Mm-hmm. Gasol played 18 minutes, was in the starting lineups, and I do think there has to be some friction because if you're – he went out of his way to praise the general manager of the, of the Lakers. And if you signed Montez Harrell, and really that was a huge deal for you to sign him, correct? Yes. And you got eight minutes out of him. Like your team's not reaching the levels that you would hope it would have reached, Correct. Correct. I mean, would you classify Harrell as a major disappointment? Yes, I would. Couldn't use him in crunch time. Couldn't use him in crunch time. He wasn't buying into the program. All I'm saying is, if something happened to Vogel, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Now, we can easily say this is all about, you know, look, Pat Riley said the same thing. The former champions don't make it out of the first round. The, the, the Boston Celtics don't make it out of the first round. The, the Miami Heat don't make it out of the first round. Three of the four teams that were in the finals last year, the final four, don't make it out of the first round. There's something to that, Patrick. Yeah, there's a direct correlation with the further you advanced in the bubble last year, the quicker you were to tire this year. We saw it, as you just astutely pointed. And by the way, the Staples Center and Genie Bus, they don't buy toilet paper for Staples Center without running it by LeBron James, meaning he built this. No, he, he built the he, team. He built the team. He, built the he, team. he picked Frank Vogel. He and Rich Paul are doing this. So his frustrations with the team he built, that's on him. And if he decides to swap out the coach, he'll swap out the coach. It has nothing to do with anybody but him. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Terry Stott doesn't come back to Portland either. I think there's rumblings in the coaching community that maybe he could be in. Because what are they going to do with their team? Are they going to change the team or are they going to change the coach? You need a change. What are you going to do? You know, you had a chance last night. You got a 10-point lead at the half. Going in the third quarter, you know, you you withstood the Michael Porter. Was that unbelievable what Michael Porter did last night? 22 in the first. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he could have... he could have made any shot, but you you got through that and you still lose in the second half. You score what, fourteen points in the fourth quarter? 
Yeah, they were in Stotts will be the one to go. You saw what happened. And first off, let me just let you all know, again, good job by Michael Lombardi. He goes over the 207-113-100. The Suns win. Lakers don't cover, but we do cash the over there. Uh, Denver wins the series in six, a 126-115 winner, where Portland, you know, there were times where Portland was double-digit. They were leading, and Denver showed some metal as one of those teams last year that went to the semis. Michael came back and won. But to your point about Stotts, who's been there forever in Portland, after the game, you know, Lillard said something's got to change, essentially. I'm paraphrasing. And he, it ain't going to be him. So it's going to be probably it's that not coach. Gonna be him. It's not going to be him. I mean, he, you know, and that's what I just think. I think sometimes in the NBA, we get in a situation where you can't change the players. So maybe you change the culture around the coach. And maybe that's what they're going to do. I, I think that is. What do I think the case would be in, in Los Angeles? I just think that perhaps Vogel doesn't like confrontation. Perhaps Vogel isn't willing to challenge Harrell. Perhaps he's not willing to do the things. And then he bucked the system by not starting Gasol in game, in game five. And then he starts him in game six because basically, was he told to start course, him in game six? Of course. Of course he was, yes. you know, because that's what LeBron wanted to do. You know, so I, I think it's going to be wor worth watching. I think there's no doubt. And look, if you're Vogel, you could say, look, I want a champ. Everybody's going to say it was LeBron and Anthony Davis, not the coach. Vogel doesn't listen. First off, I didn't know Vogel was an Ocean City guy. We should. Uh... No, he's a, he's a Wildwood guy right down the right down the literally. If you go out to the ocean and just take a right turn and go south, you, you'll get to Wildwood. Can you have can you buy booze there? Is it dry as well? No, no, it's not dry. It's completely boozed. You can buy as much booze as <laughs> it's you want. Out. You can, you can, it's boozed out. They got bars on every corner. You know, they can, no worries there. You can do whatever you like there, Patrick. And Booker, by the way, how about Booker's performance? Oh Forty-seven. God. He had. He also had twenty-two in the first. By the way, just to drop twenty-two and a quarter—that's an anomaly. What they did, what these boys did yesterday, was crazy. But Booker was so efficient as well. He's fifteen of twenty-two from the field. He had eight three-pointers, grabbed eleven boards. He was hungry. That team, I was pretty impressed. With with, listen, you don't know how to attack this. Are you impressed with Phoenix? Are you going to crush the Lakers? But Phoenix was impressive. They were, and, I, and I, they, they withstood the charge, right? I mean, they withstood the charge. The Lakers got it down to 10 in the fourth quarter. They did. You looked like they were going to make a run. You looked like they were going to find a way to eke this game out. They dug a huge hole, 30, 30 what, 35-14 in the first quarter. They yep. dug that huge hole. They played the game relatively even after that. They just couldn't, they just dug too deep of a hole, and they made the shots you had to make. I mean, look, you're not going to beat most teams when they shoot 51.4% from the three-point line. I mean, they were 18 for 35 from the three-point line. I mean, how are you going to beat that team? I mean, Booker was 8 for 10. And they weren't just threes where the referee had to check to see if his, if his tippy toes were on the line. They were legitimate launch threes five, five feet past the line. And, I mean, some of them were off balance. Some of them were crazy. But he made them. I mean, hats off to the kid. I mean, he was remarkable. And, you know, look, I think the Lakers limp off. They, what we found out was it was a grueling season. I don't think all these teams – are as bad as they showed because the bubble was much harder on everyone than we expected. When three of the four teams aren't here anymore, it tells you something. So I saw it dip down to one and a half, and then the announcement that AD was going to give it a go, Michael, I saw actually one of the books get up to three and a half, ends up closing three. Anthony Davis shouldn't have been in there. He gave it a try. He lasted about five minutes. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, oh, I got more gossip for you, too. Oh, if please. You want. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. this will help the betters, too. 
uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't imagine they didn't test him in pregame and say, look, this is this is not going to work. I'm sure Anthony Davis wanted to show everybody he's willing to suck it up for the team, but you just knew he had no lateral ability. He had no strength in his groin to push off. Mm-mm. That, that groin was coming off the – it looked like it was coming off the bone. Somebody said – That hurt. That hurts. That looked that, that, like – That's not oh, easy now. That And I felt – you felt for him because he you could tell. He was trying to tough it out. Yep. But, um, okay, let's go there. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Let's go. I heard, reliably heard, that yesterday Mr. Embiid practiced. He felt really good. Mm. And he's a go for Sunday's game at one. Really? That's what I heard. This now, is what I, you're hearing. What I heard. That's what I heard. So, uh, I think he's a go – I think he's going to try to play. I think he felt fine yesterday at practice, and I think he's going to come out and try to play that he, play the game that he's capable of playing. What else did Daryl Morey tell you during I mean, the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I think we have to get through. It's like Embiid's. Like at some point, I, I said this on Philadelphia radio this morning. Like they treat Embiid like he's this luxury car that they have in the garage mm-hmm. that they don't ever want to take out and drive it. Like, they just want to look at it. Like, at some point. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Who you should be, right? I don't want to hear about the process if you can't beat the Hawks, okay? So if you can beat the Hawks, you get to play the survivor, and I will use that term, the survivor of the Nets. That's the NBA Finals. That is the NBA Finals. You know, that's awesome. That's that's the survivor. You get the survivor of that, right? Which I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's going to be less. That tank's not going to be as filled. So now you got a chance to go. And now you have no Lakers in the West. Who in the West scares you? Utah? I mean, the threes, Philly if matches threes, up. but you're right. They, they Philly just, matches up to Utah. They do. Philly's got a big guy to play Gobert. They Great got perimeter they got all defense. The perimeter, right. Okay. Who else you got out there? Phoenix? Not going to be concerned about Phoenix Denver. Phoenix beat them twice. The Clippers? The Clippers are on one leg. I mean, really. Like, if there's not a time to take that car out for a drive, you know, I mean, it's like Ferris Bueller's day off. His dad, remember when his dad's car was in the garage? They wouldn't take it out. And finally, Ferris said, let's get this baby going. Let's go downtown Chicago and check it out. That's <laughs> what they need to do with Embiid. Let's go. What was my man in the Red Wings jersey saying over and over in the, in the hot tub? Remember? Kimini, Kimini, yeah, well, he, was, he? he just repeat himself because his dad was coming home and he was going to be bitter when he when the car. How about was, when they decided when they decided yeah. to put the car in reverse and run it reverse just to I mean, try to get the miles off the odometer? Yeah, legend, yeah. legend. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yes, well, there is a corollary with AD and, and Beat. If I can for a second, you know, over the last three years, AD's only twenty seven. He's gonna he's gonna play about fifty games. It's gonna go down and down and down. And Embiid, this isn't. Game to, this is game to game for the rest of his career. I mean, he plays 40 career. games a season. This is what he is. Yeah. So you got to, if I you're mean, going to go for it, go for it. This is the time to go for it. Like he's in the showroom. Let's get him out there. Let's drive it. Although I got a little slight tear of the meniscus. I can promise you there's a lot of players that have slight tears of the meniscus. They just don't know about it. When it right, locks, right, that's right. when you got to fix it. When it locks. What is it? The lateral movement? Is it lateral? Or yeah. Is it, okay. And what happens is, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, the meniscus kind of flaps over. And when it when you can't get it to stay where it is, and it, it locks the knee. And that's when they have to go fix it. Okay. So, hmm. The series right now is 190. It's come down just a tick, maybe because of Embiid. Atlanta's plus 155. There is a little juice on Atlanta right now. Also, by the way, Corlair, oh. you know this with the drafts. How about the idea that the other night, Luca and Trey... His nickname is Ice Trey, by the way, which is a great nickname. How about Trey Young and Luca? They were traded for one another in 2018. You know what else happened in that yep. draft? In that draft, and this is a question for you from a front office perspective, the idea of not instant gratification. Michael Porter Jr., who could be, he's an all-time mismatch. He could be a great. He was drafted 14 or 15 by Denver because they knew they weren't going to have him for a year and a half. But that's kind of one of those front office decisions, which is dicey, because oftentimes you're trying to save your job with what's in front of you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, and Porter, you know, he's got to improve his defense. He's got to improve the other part of his game. But as a shooter and as as a size player, as a mismatch, I mean, wow, he is really I mean. 
if if he could give Simmons a little bit of that shot and Simmons could give him a little bit of defense, you'd have somebody that was just remarkable, right? Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so let's take your information and apply it to what's coming up here. Uh, Atlanta and Philadelphia right now, this one opened two and a half. It's still two and a half across the board. So maybe Michael Lombardi will start to move the market a little bit here with the Embiid. The rumor that he heard. He heard a rumor that he's going to be good to go. Embiid. He's going to go. I mean, I, I think it's more than a rumor. It's more than coffee talk. He's going to go. I mean, unless something happens in the next 48 hours, I, I think he's going to try to go. You know, I mean, he went to practice. I mean, I think people that were at the game the other night watched him warm up and they, wanted, they thought he was going to play in that game. Stop me. They thought he was going to play in that game. Stop me when you like what you hear. The 76ers are going to win this series in four. 76ers are going to win this series in five. 76ers are going to win this series in six. 76. Four to one. Right now you can get over at BetMGM four to one. So you, but for you in this 76er team, winning in six is confidence that you're showing in them. Well, I think they're the better team. I think they're more physical. I I think they can, they can cause some problems to Trey young. I think they match up with the size. Capella's going to try to run and bead, wear them down. But, you know, they can play. Uh, they're not the Knicks. I mean, they're long. They're physical. Uh, the Sixers are a tough matchup for the Hawks, I think. And, you know, now look, I think the two games the Hawks win are because they'll shoot really well. I mean, they've got really good shooters on the team. And they can get hot, Gallinari. Now, but they haven't played well off the bench. Williams and Gallinari hadn't played well, and they still beat the Knicks. So, I do. I think the Sixers defense, I think the fact that they can go with, you know, Seth Curry, Danny Green, then they come in with Thibel and Maxi. There's four players that they can run around pretty well. I mean, they're depth in situational. I mean, Shake Milton was in the rotation all year and now he's out of it. He's completely out of it because Maxi will be the next star of the 76ers. I mean, Maxi will be in the starting lineup next year. Yeah, Shake was your boy. What happened to Shake? I, you know, Shake lost his confidence, and he can't seem – he's always been in and out of Doc's uh, doghouse. You know, I, I think Shake's a good player, so – but I think he's in the doghouse. And once, and Maxie put him there. Yeah, I, and Maxie's been amazing, Michael. At basketball, hockey, of course, we're talking about it right now. And you can check it all out at BetMGM Sports Nevada. It's your premier sports betting app. It has all your favorite wagering options. Go in-game betting, boosted odd specials. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Bring that state-issued ID and be ready to go within minutes from any spot here in Nevada. Again, state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Just go over to betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Is Lillard on his way out? And the Kentucky, ooh, almost said it. Belmont Stakes, we got it all coming up here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line.
Beyond Stakes is coming up tomorrow on Saturday in VSIN, and the horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, the track conditions, prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit vcin.com slash horses to find our full coverage. Special offers from our partners, including you get a $20 credit at vcin.com in the store right now and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, Jeremy Plonk. That's vcin.com slash horses. And speaking of Jeremy Plonk, he's going to join Michael Lombardi and myself in about four and a half minutes right here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. Uh, hot, man. I don't know if you guys are starting to warm up a little bit there in OC, but we, we're going to get 110 today here. It ain't no joke. Oh. More excuses for you to stay in the house. I know Air how conditioning, you go. I know how you roll. Yeah, I know. You, get, you know, you're like Mr. Freeze and Batman. You got to have certain temperatures around you all the time. Would you? you know? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm a superhero. Would you? Um, what, what would you do if you were the Blazers? Look at you're looking at this now. Nurkic said after the game he thinks he's going to be gone. Essentially, if you read the tea leaves, he might be gone. I think they might have to break up that backcourt, and Lillard ain't going anywhere. So McCollum is he the odd man out there if they can move him? If I mean, I, I think you got to sit there and figure out what's the best strategy to beat the win the West, right? What do we need to accomplish to win the West? I mean, we have one guy who's just incredible, and. I think what you see is when you have a grading system intact, right? You know, we know McCollum's a good player, but where does McCollum rank amongst the other players in the West? And then what can you translate that into? And I think that's really what you have to try to do if you're Portland is stop trying to piece it together and fix it the right way around Lillard. You got a superstar. You got somebody that's really big time. And, you know, you can stop being, I think Riley said it the other day, at his farewell press conference. Hey, look, we got to stop trying to keep pushing dead off in the future years. We need to fix this team the right way starting now. I think that's what Portland needs to do. Yeah. You know, and get that done. Build around it. And if you could trade McCollum for a better asset, because what we see, you know, fans think good is good. And there's different levels of really good, right? There's an elite, and then there's good. And I think that's ultimately what you have to find. You have to find more elite players. You know, you're sitting there with, I mean, you can talk, great. You got Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench, but is he really what you want? No. <laughs> of course he's not. I mean, you know, he's limited defensively. He's a spot shooter. You know, you got to fix the team the right way. And you can't do it with Stott there because, you know, Stott wants to win right now. He's got to save his job. So that's the problem. You've got, you know, you have this agenda that's been going on for a while, but you can't reach where you want to go with the agenda. And it's unfair to include the coach in the next agenda unless you give him an extension and say, hey, Terry, we're going to rest you're the guy we're going to build around you and Lillard. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to make a change. Yeah, and I agree with what Steph just said. McCollum is a name, but he's undersized as a two. He doesn't defend. He's an off the ball guy. He is a little streaker than you prefer it's he's overrated. He just is. And here is the quote. Yes. Last night after the game from Damian Lillard, when he's just like you, he's constantly quoting Nipsey hustle. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? He's basically saying I'm dedicated. I prepare what's what the hell. Yeah. I mean, look, but when you look at the playoffs and you look at their team and you look at where they are, I mean, he's the piece that you have to build around. But the other pieces, I think you have to sh that you have to improve upon. And I think when you grade players, like what, what Stephanie said about 
McCollum. He's well, he's what we would call a 59 player. It's good enough. You play him, but you got to get better. You have to get a better player. You have to get somebody who you feel like can be a better, better uh, contributor to your team. And he doesn't really, I mean, you know, he's 88th in the league in usage. He's 74th in PSA. He's 66th in, in, in assist. He's, you know, he's 98th in turnover percentage. I mean, all those numbers are good. They're just not great. Yeah, a little above average, but again, he doesn't defend. And Nurkic is an old, he's an antiquated big. He's an old school big. So they're yeah. philosoph- philosophically, something has to change. Like Nurkic, everything was great last night with Nurkic because he could defend Jokic until he got into foul trouble. He had no fouls going into the second half, Michael, then four immediately in the third, and he's useless. Right, but like like you're looking at Covington. You know, Co- Covington, oh, is no. is he good enough? I mean, you know, when he was in Philly, he was like this premier defender. I've never seen it. Norman Powell's going to be a free agent, so you're going to have his money to spend. You're going to have a way, but you got to hit with some draft picks. I think that's ultimately. You put, if Maxi were playing next to Lillard, what would you think? Yeah, that'd be tremendous. Yeah, I think they're going to move yeah. on. I think it's going to be tough, but I think they're going to move on from McCollum, move on from Nurkic. Stotts has been there forever. I think they I think they keep him, and I think they go Lillard as well. Belmont Stakes, we've got Mr. Horse Racing there, and Jeremy Plonk's going to join us as well. Coming up right here on the Lombardi Line, Spiesen, the Sports Betting Network. back Michael Lombardi I'm Patrick Maher live from the Beeson studios here at the South Point of course as always tomorrow Saturday and Sunday the Lombardi line live 7 west 10 east every Saturday and Sunday and of course tomorrow will be the Belmont Stakes Michael Lombardi now a couple things as far as factually what we're getting last year was weird so the mile and a half on Big Sandy there at Belmont was cut to a mile and an eighth last year also what else is weirder than that it was the first leg of the Triple Crown remember they had to mix everything up last year with the Triple Crown and now it's back as the third crown jewel of the Triple Crown so we're back to normal we mentioned Mm -hmm. it's a compact field of eight, but there are some good horses in here. Essential quality who was undefeated going into Kentucky Derby, a very good horse who had the wide trip is going to break from the two hole. So getting to the rail shouldn't be an issue. Michael uh, hot rod, Charlie, who was tremendous uh, in the Kentucky Derby finished a length out, skip the Preakness stakes. Uh, I, I really like this horse. I like the trainer. I like the fact that Flavian Pratt is aboard your horse known agenda broke from the rail in the Kentucky Derby he was shut Shuffled way far back, was never really in it. Uh, I like this one to use in multi-race wagers. I, I really do like known agenda and just sitting at six to one. So you get a good price. Yeah. And you know, how about Charlie uh, Pratt ran him in the Derby and he finished third. I don't think people realize that he finished third in the Derby. Then he went over and, and, you know, rat rode Rombauer because Pratt didn't run this. And so now he gets a chance to get back on the horse that he, that he rode the first time. And I think, you know, he's got the speed. Hot Rod Charlie's got the speed. I think the question with him is, is the endurance. That's what I would be anxious. That's a great Jeremy is, 
That's you know, does he have the endurance to keep this thing going? He can go. I mean, we know that. He was flying in the Derby. We'll see if he has enough to go in there to finish the mile and a half. Because, as you say, it's grueling. It, oh, it's – and, boy, did you study. Because his pedigree, Hot Rod Charlie, is a little iffy to get the distance. So I like the way you put that. And remember, that was a four – they were four wide in the Kentucky Derby. He only finished a length back. I mean, Hot Rod Charlie, that was a tremendous yeah. run. And essential quality and Hot Rod Charlie come in completely fresh. The reason you – mentioned Michael the winner of the Preakness Stakes Rombauer three to one on the board there the reason he's like that is a quick turnaround and these horses that are coming in freshened up as they are and you mentioned known agenda what I really like about known agenda is Hall of Fame trainer uh, multiple Eclipse Award winner Todd Pletcher is the trainer and he he gets horses to fire in the Belmont Stakes he's from New York and so I really do like now rock your world is another one that I just wanted to bring up. If I can, for a second at nine to two, mm -hmm. there's no way things could have gone worse in the Kentucky Derby. I mean, it was a disaster. Rosario didn't even have his foot in the irons to start the race. He got hammered at the start, dropped back. Sometimes when horses are defeated early on, they just never get that push. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be on the lead here. Sadler is a good trainer. I think rock your world is, let me put it this way. I think he's, a party crasher. I think he's a horse that right. could end up in the mix and could hurt your ticket if he's not included. Well, you know, we forget that he won the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah, you know, yes. and then they, well, he went in. He went into the, the he went into the the Derby, the Kentucky Derby, with a huge upside and uptick, and everybody was really thinking that he had a great chance. And then, you, you know, it, it, I think his Derby finish really doesn't tell the whole story. He had just had a bad race. I mean whether it was bad hay, whether it was bad, you know, the, the whole problem. The one thing I will say, though, Patrick, I think it's going to get warm here on the east over the weekend. And so the mile and a half with, I think, the heat and humidity also for these horses, that's going to be point. another interesting dynamic to add into it. It's a tremendous point. And Rocky World, as you mentioned, uh, just a horrible trip, but he does have, now this is a little nerdy. He's got candy right on top as far as pedigree. And that means he should be able to get, get the distance. A couple throwouts, Michael, just to kind of set the stage. Burbonic, I'd throw out. You see Burbonic on the board at 15 to one. Now Medina Spirit did win the Kentucky Derby at 15 to one. So this isn't a too far fetched, but he's coming off the aqueduct circuit, which to me is, you know, he won the wood memorial, memorial which is a great two, but I, I don't love the horse overtook at 20 to one. Uh, I would throw out a poor effort in the Peter Pan the last time out. I'm not that horse. Those are two I'd throw out. Well, he won, was third in the Peter Pan, you know, but the one thing I'd look at it, uh, it overtooks breeding, breeding lines is he is a pedigree that has a marathon run. He is built for the endurance race. So, you know, I know he finished third in the Peter Pan stakes, but he has been bred for these longer races. He's also the stable mate of Brabonic. So the Colt, you know, they're all, they share. And this is another Todd Pletcher horse. Manny Franco is going to be the jockey on top of it. So on top of him, 20 to 1. You know, somebody could do it, but I do think it's this race comes down to who can run that mile and a half at the pace. It's going to be really an endurance race as much as anything. Yeah, I just want to set up what Michael's talking about here quickly. This is the longest of the three. Of course, the Kentucky Derby is the second longest, and the Preakness, just by a bit, is the shortest of the Triple Crown Series. The mile and a half these horses are running is about at least two football fields longer than they're ever going to run again for the rest of their careers. And they're just three-year-olds. Three-year-olds are, 
you can compare them to high school athletes. These horses are very young. They grow so exponentially with every half a year to a year. So this is a long distance. You see a lot of horses tire, Michael. So when we talk about pedigree and getting the distance, it's generally bred into them because they don't, they'll start to tire out. Essential quality is going to go off as your favorite, Michael. He is, I know people are going to hammer him to win. Uh, he's the deserved favorite. He was the horse going in the Kentucky Derby, and people will give him excuses for that wide ride at the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. But you, but you could you could piece together you could piece together you know known agenda, rock your world, and really have a have a pretty interesting. Oh, it's a fun. Uh, yes, I agree. It's a fun you know, eight horse race. Trifecta. Uh, you know, you could really have a an interesting way to kind of see where this thing's going to go and. Uh, you know, Hot Rod Charlie at 7-2. to two. I mean, I think there's a lot of combinations. And, you know, Millie Ball tomorrow will talk about it because she's really good at, at being able to – what horse do you want to center uh, uh, two other horses around? I think this is the kind of race you can do it with yep. the small field that we have. Yeah, I would say your horse, known agenda, throw him on a ticket with Essential Quality, Hot Rod Charlie, and Rock Your World. I'll leave Rombauer out. A trifecta box, which means they have to finish the four horses, finish one, two, three, any order. You pay a little extra. It's called the box. You box up the horses. I think those are the four I'm going to use. But tomorrow, we'll talk about it extensively. Uh, just quickly want to let you know, we are giving you a special here at Visa. And there you see it. First bet, express bet, Belmont Stakes special offer. $20 in free bets to all new users. This is one of our coolest offers because when you you get the 20 bucks, you also get access, free access. Access to vcin.com for all the information. Okay, become a better better with the arsenal there at vcin.com. The promo code you have to use is Vegas20. Again, just use the Vegas20 promo code over at First Bet and Express Bet. It's vcin.com slash horses for more information. Okay, Millie Ball is going to join us. Jeremy Plunk in the next hour. We've got Wes Reynolds. He's back from the Indy 500. He's coming up with some picks right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's vcin, the sports betting network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tonight, you can turn $1 into 100 The Avs VGK score a goal. That's going to happen. Use the bonus code VSIN100 to sign up. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Again, if the Avalanche or Golden Knights score a goal tonight, you bet a dollar, you win 100 pay for in free bets. If you're new to gambling, remember, you have a gambling issue, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, 1-800-2707-117 for help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee, call or text Redline 800-889-9789, in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Speaking of Indiana, fresh back from Indiana, Wes Reynolds, of course, a VEASAN host. Uh, some great pictures and great tweets, Michael, up at Wes Reynolds 1 from his time there at the Indy 500. We do welcome in Wes. And I just read about the Abs and Golden Knights, so let's start with Game 3, Wes. First off, thank you very much. Uh, a crushing loss here in town, of course, as you know, in overtime in Game 2. We come back. It looks like Colorado's getting bet a little bit, up to 115, and you got a total of 5.5 on the game. Yeah, and thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you. I do like BGK. I do like VGK to bounce back here tonight. Uh, if you look at game one, you can write that off a little bit of the fact that they had Minnesota beat in the previous series, and then they had to fight in the game seven, and they just had no energy in game one. But in game two, they absolutely had the energy. And I thought they actually kind of played outplayed Colorado. If you look at the expected goals, it was 298 for VGK and 269 for Colorado ended up being 3-2 as Ratnan got the overtime goal. Really, VGK lost that game because of not being able to stay out of the penalty box. And if you're not able to do that against Colorado, they're going to make you pay. They're 41%, actually 43%, check that, in terms of the power play in the postseason. So Vegas can't take penalties, and they took six of them on Wednesday night. So they got to stay out of it. 
I kind of like a little bit of a split here, and I did this last night with the Carolina Hurricanes where I took half on the first period and half on the game. First period ended up pushing, and then Carolina won in overtime, and that's kind of what I'm looking to do here. I think it's going to be a pretty big atmosphere tonight, and it's going to kind of be maybe a little bit of a culture shock, I guess, for both teams because the fortress over at T-Mobile Arena is going to be 100% capacity tonight out here in Las Vegas. So you've had people dying to get somewhere and get to a game or have some kind of entertainment with everything that's going on. So that place is going to be rocking tonight. And I do think the Vegas Golden Knights rebound and make it 2-1 tonight. I hope they win, Michael, for Cheryl. Cheryl's my neighbor. Shout to Cheryl. And she is so dialed in on VGK. Hey, you're the sports guy. She comes out and starts asking me, what happened in game two? Oh, the, the town is West. Have you gotten wrapped up in the VGK madness at all? You know, I have. I'm glad that we have something going on and we've got a team still playing in the playoffs. And it's going to be weird to see full stands at the T-Mobile arena tonight because the capacity has kind of gradually increased. They had a few thousand in there and then they had 8,000 in there and then they had 10,000 in there. So now to really have a full arena, we just haven't been seeing very many of these. The only places we've really seen them are in the Southeast. And if you've been watching like Carolina and Tampa Bay and Nashville and those teams down in the Southeast, those home crowds have really made a difference in totally. those series. Totally. 100%. All right, let's con- let's transition to the basketball tonight. Uh, Clippers, we saw it dip to two and a half yesterday. Looks like it's back up to three. Of course, they're in Dallas for game six. Elimination spot here for the Mavs if they can win it. And we've got a total. While we do have an official number, our number is two and a half here, Wes. I'll give you that at 216 and a half for the total. Yeah, I probably am going to get suckered in and go with Clippers money line again because road team now 5-0 and in this series. The last time that it happened, actually the only time that it's happened in a seven-game series in NBA playoff history, you got to go all the way back to 1995 when it was the uh, Western Conference Finals between the Rockets and the Spurs. David Robinson against Hakeem Olajuwon. Road team won the first five games. Houston won that series. They were beaten in the regular season series 5-1 to one, and ended up winning the title that year. That's, of course, when Michael was down in Birmingham playing baseball when the Rockets won back-to-back. So I guess when the trend is your friend here, you got to go with the road team and make it 6-6 six for six because I think the Clippers actually, as much as we're down on them, and they've looked disappointing, they've probably been the better team when you take the holistic view of the series, yet they're down 3-2 to two and having to try to fight to get a game seven. But I think Ty Lu did make actually a good adjustment after the first two home games where Dallas won both of them. He took Zubach and he took Beverly out of the starting lineup and decided to go small ball with obviously PG, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and Reggie Jackson. And I think that that's been better you know, they just couldn't withstand that Dallas run last game, and Luka really just went off with 42 points. And it's kind of like, you know what? The Clippers tanked to avoid facing the Lakers so early in the playoffs, and they tanked to face this guy, Luka Doncic. And now the Lakers are out of the playoffs, so it was kind of almost all for naught here. But I do think that they bounced back. I, I, I like the, the lineup change, and I like them going small, and it gives them a little bit of size when they go to the second unit. So. I think we're going to have a game seven with the Clips and the Mavs. Well, I mean, you got to feel like there's no way that Kawhi Leonard's going to shoot seven for 19 from the floor again, right? And you got to feel like he's not going to be one for seven 
from the three-point line. Like, he's going to play better. It was minus eight in the last game. You know, and if he just plays a little bit better, just a little bit better in terms of his shooting percentage, you got to feel like the, the Clippers can win the game. But, you know, when you're yeah, dealing yeah. with single elimination, it, it's always hard. But you got that's the one variable, Wes, I think you got to count on. Yeah, for sure, Michael. And I'm going to be interesting to see if Rick Carlisle for Dallas kind of sticks with the adjustment he made in game five. They went to a 2-3 zone and kind of packed the paint in the first half. And actually, the Clippers didn't shoot the ball very well. So maybe he's going to say, okay, we're going to try it again and see if these guys are going to knock down shots. And to your point with Kawhi, with the disappointing shooting performance in game five, I got to think some of those shots are going to go down tonight. And the Clippers really have played better on the road. Uh, you know, they showed some fight to at least get back in the game when they were down double digits late in regulation. They did have a 9-0 run and actually probably should have taken that lead where Terrence Mann, of course, gets the ball underneath and he's not used to it. And he's like, okay, what do I do? And they blow the layup, you know, Paul George passing that ball. It's like, go ahead and take the shot, PG. They, that's what they pay you for. But yeah, I do think that the Clippers are going to shoot a little bit better tonight. I like the small ball adjustment. I think they could stretch the floor on Dallas and hit some threes. Batum is a guy that can make them. So can Marcus Morris. So I think we're going seven here. Now, uh, I know professionals very much have different theories, Wes, on betting series prices or just going game for game. Uh, but let's talk about the series price with Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I very much don't think Milwaukee should be a 165 dog. I think that's crazy. I think they can go. Listen, the Nets may shoot the lights out with those three and, and win the series, and God bless them. But I think Milwaukee can do anything that the Nets want to do in the series as far as pace, uh, style of play. It doesn't matter, and the defense has gotten better. Where are you on that series? Yeah, I like Milwaukee here too, Patrick. It's 180 right now. I still think that's a good number. Unfortunately, I didn't get the $2. And you could play it one of two ways depending on your store of choice where you bet. You can either go ahead and play the series price, and even some books I know offer whether it's exact margin or they give you like a spread. Like if you look, let's right. say, Milwaukee plus one and a half games, now you're going to be laying big. You're not getting plus money, so you're going to be laying like a dollar forty or something like that, but that at least guarantees you if you lose game seven that you're going to win because you're getting a game and a half. And when you look at these at this series and just kind of the matchup, I'll start on the Buck side. Giannis, by the way, averaged 39 points a game against Brooklyn this season and shot 49% from the floor and hit threes even, not just going to the rack. I mean, if you take the threes out, he was still averaging 30 a game. So the Nets really have not had an answer in slowing him down in transition. So you've got to think he's going to get his. But the ultimate key, I think, for the Brooklyn Nets, if you really look at the numbers here, we talk about the big three and we don't have a lot of data on them. And the big three certainly can match them defensive deficiencies that the Nets have. But the real key, what really has been Brooklyn's best lineup is when you have KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, but you also put Joe Harris on the floor. Joe Harris is really the key. Percentage-wise, he's the best three-point shooter in the league. So we're going to see what they how they hide him a little bit defensively now with Steve Vincenzo going to be out with that foot injury the rest of the playoffs. So are they going to put him on Bryn Forbes, who was so big in that Miami series? Are they going to put him on Pat Connaughton? So maybe that's the way where they kind of hide him defensively and then Harden takes the other of the two that Harris doesn't guard. But, yeah, I do like the Bucks. I think that they are very live in this series. I like the way that they played. They, of course, swept them 
in the two games late in the regular season. They were both in Milwaukee, granted, but it's kind of the way that you look at this series uh, of what, what it's going to be because I think Brooklyn has some things you can exploit, especially if whoever is going to guard Giannis. Blake Griffin doesn't have the athleticism right now, I think, to guard Giannis. DeAndre Jordan might be the best bet in transition, but I do think the Bucks are very live in this series. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine them going to Jordan. I can't imagine them going to Jordan on him because he'll get him out on the perimeter and go right by him. I mean, it, it's a tough matchup for them. I think what they have to do is is let Giannis have his and just make sure they lock down Holiday and lock down Middleton and don't let the other players, don't let Brian Forbes, you know, replace uh, DiVincenzo and have a 24-point game like he did the other night. I, I do think it's a tough matchup, but the number one thing that I do when I watch this game, and I'm excited to, I want to watch Brooklyn have to work. I want to watch those guys get tired. I want to watch them have to work, move the ball, make them have to slide their feet, make them play defense. And then because offensively, it's really they just move or they move the ball side to side and then they decide to get into an AAU game and they're so talented they can score on anybody. But I think if you make them work on defense, you got a much better yeah, chance. Yeah, I think they're the two best teams in basketball. I can't wait for the series. Wes Reynolds likes a series price there on the Bucks. Wes, great job, man. Enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. Good luck. You do the same, fellas. Thanks for having me. Wes Reynolds, of course, Point Spread Weekly, VSIN host. And I, I agree with Michael and Jordan. Uh, I, I love the matchups. This is, it, it, for Nash, it's going to be a chess match, and this is his first time in the mix. When we come back, how about Andy Dalton starting for the Bears? He says it's a lock. Is it? We'll find out. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.